they're going to think I'm so boring. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought that before you go into some kind of social interaction or during it or when you're overthinking after it? Well, if you have a fear of being boring, welcome to this short self-belief unsquasher. Okay, what are we going to do to get you through this fear of being boring? Because let's establish the parameters right from the top. I am afraid of being boring is not the same as I am boring. No. And that applies to all fears because they are in your own head. You're doing this to yourself. Understandably, very human. Fear kicks off all over the place. We've been through this before. But not only is it in your own head, but you're also pre-guessing what might be in somebody else's head who is responding and thinking you are boring. Ah, so this is all kind of fantasy land, isn't it? So let's get real. To start off with, what do you mean by boring? It's a word we use all the time. Oh God, that was so boring. Uh, yeah, that was a really boring football match, boring TV programme, boring film. I'm bored, got nothing to do. That's particularly there with kids and we all remember saying that. But what do you mean when you're worried about being in some kind of social interaction, whether it be business or non-business, whether it be a date or a business meeting. I don't know. But what do you mean when you say, I'm worried that they're going to think I'm boring? Is it that you think you're not being funny? You're being too quiet? You have got a monotone voice? You look boring? Uh, you're saying too much or you're not saying enough? Mm, mm, got nothing original to say? You're agreeing all the time. Um, you've got no exciting stories to share. Is that what you mean when you say you might be boring? Is that the boring you are in fear of? Okay, okay. Let's unpack all of that. What's the way through this? So that you don't, I don't know, put off social interactions, perhaps even cancel a date or never see somebody again because of this fear or decide never to speak up in a meeting or offer to stand up in front of a crowd and give a little talk or whatever because this fear is now crippling you and holding you back and that's no good. Right. Number one, my favourite thing, how much self-squashing are you actually doing? If even on a low level, day by day, you are suppressing your true personality, power and passion out of a fear of being judged as an unlikable show-off. That's my definition. You are self-squashing and therefore, this is kind of obvious, you're not a relaxed version of you. Now you isn't me and you isn't that other person. You is you and the more you can get in touch with that sort of sense of aligned you-ness, 
That doesn't mean you've got to be totally 100% authentic 24-7. Of course, there are different versions of you on the sofa at home and at work, etc. Or on a first date, you're going to do a bit of impression management, as it's known. You tweak yourself according to context. That sounds exciting. But you still need to have a sense of that you're doing that consciously. Therefore, you still need to understand what does come from your core you-ness, that aligned sense. So if you do just adjust a bit, you know you're doing that and that makes sense. Okay, so give that a little audit. How much self-squashing are you doing? And now do the look at it from the other perspective exercise, which is always useful. What bores you? So if you're in conversation with somebody, just keep it simple, this exercise, and you find yourself drifting off a bit and thinking, I wish they shut up, or I wish they'd got more to contribute to this. I'm bored. What is it? What is the actual thing that bores you? Because you would then probably realise that isn't something you do. It's most likely to be somebody droning on and on, which I'm going to try not to do in this podcast because it's a short one, or somebody just agreeing with you all the time, or um, somebody who actually does have a very difficult voice to stay tuned into because... Right, so that's the other thing. Having done that little exercise, got a bit forensic about it, perhaps realise that you're not likely to do any of those things, but what about that voice? Now, we're kind of born with these voices, aren't we? And I've obviously trained my voice a lot because I've got a background as an actor and I'm still, you know, a speaker and I do performance work. So I feel quite at one with my voice in terms of the pitch and the pace and the tone. But you might not have done that work. So does that mean you're doomed forever with this boring voice? No, because it's like any other kind of muscle in your body. You can hone it. You can strengthen it. You can play around with it. And that might require working with a coach or you might be able to just look up lots of YouTube videos and do some exercises yourself. This is about what I call TOTO. Try, observe, try, observe. Record yourself, however painful it might be, and then listen back. And then try and do it in what you think is an over-exaggerated way of lots of pitch change and tone and all the rest of it, and speed, and yes. And think, actually, do you know what? That doesn't sound so exaggerated. I'm gonna up the the knobs on this a little bit okay and it'll be safe people won't think I'm being weird okay so work on it and the same with looking boring I mean to be frank I don't know what that means I guess if you wear grey and grey and grey and beige and grey um, in a sort of sack form um, it could come on well actually it's probably quite original but yeah you could look at yourself and think Maybe I will just jazz this up with some crazy earrings, um, but please make sure it's within your comfort zone in terms of, yeah, this is kind of me. Don't just go trying to be like someone else and go crazy with 
um, mismatching patterns and orange hair and all the rest of it. It'd be you, but you never know. You might need a bit of a refresh in terms of your colour schemes. Go and work with a colour coach. I don't know. But these are things you can do something about. And in terms of what have you got to say, this is the big, big thing. How curious are you being on a daily basis? It's very easy to get hung up in all the sort of minutiae of day-to-day -day stuff and forget to stop, be mindful and get out of your head, be present. And that's where the stories are. They don't have to be big, dramatic stories. You don't have to come up with some huge adventure where you were, you know, doing a bungee jump when you were younger and you nearly fell off. And no, they can be the tiniest of things that you've noticed or something you've seen on television or a film you've watched or some music you've heard or whatever. But you've got to remain curious in order for you to have those little moments to share. And maybe you need to capture them, have a little notebook with you. You might overhear a conversation and it might inspire you with a thought on a topic that would be fresh and original. So that's getting out of your head generally, but also when you are in conversation, when you are in a meeting, be present so you can pick up the gems that are delivered to you and that you can then respond to. Stop trying to think, what am I going to say? I must say something that isn't boring, because trust me, that's the quickest way to be boring. Okay, enough. I've given you enough. We're nearly at the 10 minute mark. So have a think about that. And uh, as always, I would love your comments and maybe it will inspire the next short Unsquasher podcast. Okay, more about unsquashing? Just head over to trishalewis.com. There are links to my book, my TEDx and all sorts of fascinating articles. And can I just ask you to share this podcast? Because let's face it, I'm not the best self-promoter. <laughs> That's I ought to work on that. So subscribe, share and listen up for the next episode. Stay curious and unsquashed.